to Glitch Please, the show where we talk about video games and all the things we love about them or hate about them every single week. I'm Ashley. I'm Cole. I'm Ryan. Hello. And together we are Car. Cartron? Team Car. Team Car. Car. Okay, nice. got it. Yeah. Nice. Oh, yeah. Okay, we made it. That so, makes more sense than rack. <laughs> yeah. Uh, quick oh. note, just um, straight off the top, this is a pre-recorded episode. I mean, they're all pre-recorded, but this is pre-recorded earlier than usual. Uh, because extra pre-recorded. Extra, extra. We wanted to go above and beyond this week because uh, we have uh, Rooster Teeth's uh, live event week in Austin. Uh, the broadcast team is, is going to be on site for that. So we're recording a little bit uh, early to prepare. Hello, Bernie. I do see you behind the camera. I'm just looking at you. <laughs> um, and also, there's a company meeting going yeah, on. Shouldn't in the you next be over there doing important things? Oh, how dare uh, wait, you! We're making the noise. We're no, making, they're making okay, the okay. noise. So yeah, we're we're working. If, yeah, they're yeah. faffing about. If you hear random applause during this particular podcast, it's it, because the entire company is so supportive of our opinions. Or because I got really excited. <laughs> Could go either way. Uh, but we do have a couple of uh, fun topics to tackle this week. Since it is recorded a little bit earlier, uh, it doesn't make a lot of sense for us to try and talk about news. Nothing it's all topical. So updated. It so change. instead, let's talk about like more, you know, just. Overarching themes of gaming. One, one, we're going to talk about gamers' obsession with everyone who disagrees with them obviously being biased and possibly being bribed. Shut up, I'm right. <laughs> and uh, two, I want to talk a little bit about, because we're, you know, we're all like very different like stages of like family life and development and everything, but we all play video games. Uh, and so I want to talk about how that, uh, how like we make video games work with a family and friends and if video games have brought us closer to people and how we juggle time and all that. So um, let's lead off with talking about the obsession with bias. It's a very appropriate <laughs> uh, transition headline. This is something that, uh, you know, I, I want to talk about a lot of times because it comes up uh, in whenever we report on something on the know, someone will inevitably, who is not happy about the thing that's being reported, not even necessarily how it's being reported, that, but that something is being reported, uh, is somehow a like a like a strike or an attack on their platform or game of choice or what have you. Or on the flip side, if you are, you know are reporting something that's good news and they didn't want it to be for some reason, then that's also a problem, and you probably took money for that. Uh, so it's, it, you know, there's, it doesn't happen with everyone. There are a lot of very reasonable people and very reasonable gamers out there, but there are a lot of people who seem to think that you can't possibly disagree with them without somehow like being on the take or, uh, or being like having an agenda to promote some other platform that's not their thing. Yeah. Uh, and it's like, have you encountered that online much, Cole? Um, maybe a little bit. I mean, if anything, well, no, because we don't really do reporting on anything. <laughs> like, we, I've never shown myself in any official capacity. No, did you, do you find that that's, um, but you see it in gaming. Did you see it quite as much when, you, like, with doing fan service and stuff and talking about different anime? Um, yeah, though, I guess in anime, it's like, it would always be, what do you think about my favorite thing? And then... If you didn't have the best response, it was then kind of a well. You don't. Why don't you like you it? Don't you don't get it. You have to like it. Like you don't get it. It's like, no, we're gonna have different opinions. Like, I, and I respect that you are passionate enough and love your thing enough to like be this aggressive about it. But there's gonna be stuff that I'm gonna like that you don't like, and stuff that you don't like that I'm gonna like. 
Um, yeah, it never really got like people were like, oh, well, you're biased about this. I don't know. Like, I don't know if it's the anime community is a little di- more different <laughs> than the games community because like there is no. As far as we go, there is no reporting that happened. It's all kind of taking the information that Japan sends over, and we go, yeah, this happened. So It's almost like any time you have an opinion. Yeah. That you're not allowed to have an opinion that's different from their opinion. Yeah. Yeah. No, th- I, no, I can definitely see that. Um, there's, uh, like, there's this anime, Sword Art Online, that I think is just fine, and everyone in the world hates it. I'm like, it's fine. Oh, everyone but, hates that? Yeah. It's totally fine. Yeah. I was like, okay, like, first season's really good. And then it kind of like drops. Then it wanders off. Mediocre, but it's like, eh, it's no worse it's than watchable. any other show. And they're like, hey, no, hey, it's watchable. Well, that is yeah. the highest possible praise. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um, I don't know. Like, I've never been accused of like, oh, well, you're biased. You're on the take, man. Yeah, because they're like, no, you're, on the you're, dole. you're all just, of your agendas. Yeah, cold. <laughs> you're just this nerd in Texas talking about uh, Japanese cartoons. So it's like, there's no way that you're getting a take off of this. Um, <laughs> it's very strange. It's industry. I will say, though, there has been maybe some criticism of, like, Ruby in that regard, where it's, like, people talking about Ruby as, like, in the same line of anime, where people are like, no, it's absolutely not anime. Keep that out of our, like, mm-hmm. don't talk about Ruby when you're talking about anime. <coughs> well, you mean, like, the like the anime subreddit. Yeah, like, anime it's subreddit. It's mm-hmm. But, uh, which is weird, because Japan refers to it as an anime. Japan refers to The Simpsons as anime. It's any cartoon, yeah. but we, America's referred to it as it's a Japanese cartoon intended for a Japanese audience, made by Japanese people. So if any part of that pipeline is disturbed by a, a foreigner, then it's no longer anime. A foreigner? A foreigner. Get your foreigner out of our anime. Yeah, American touch this, a Frenchman, a Unacceptable. Canadian, get him out of here. It's, it's been a weird, and, uh, not to hijack it from gaming in particular, but I, I feel like there's been an undercurrent of there must be Drama. There must be some kind of shadow thing happening to make you think this way, and it it, it permeates all kinds of things. It's, it's politics. It's I have some of these issues come up as a streamer. Like if if there's some changes in like the the moderation of the channel, people will get it's upset. Conspiracy. Yeah, it's like it's there's people cons- there's conspiring. There's, people are, are tricking you. They're manipulating you. It's like no, maybe in some cases it's just like you don't know the whole story or. Yeah. Uh, I think we as a company, I mean, there's rules in place whenever we have to, you know, or having like a sponsored deal where we have to tell you. I mean, it's, and I think that's for the best. Whenever I get, like uh, I've been playing Subnautica on my stream recently, I don't think I have to say this, but I do say like, hey, they sent me a code for this. They gave it to me. They yeah. gave me the code for the game. Uh, and that is the extent. And I always add the, the addendum. And that is all I'm going to... I am required to say it all. I don't even know that I'm required to say that they gave me the key. So everything after that is my opinion. You can watch and see if I'm having fun or not. And I do actually really enjoy that game. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it, we have to say, if we have a paid agenda, we got to say that to you. We, we can't, like, sneak it in there. That's not allowed. Well, and this is something that I'm sure Achievement Hunter, Achievement Hunter and also Achievement Hunter... Encounters a lot because you've got uh, you know you know various like sponsored uh, integrations and you work with game developers and you do content for them. I mean, you guys were doing content on Ubisoft's YouTube channel mm-hmm. for Ubisoft games, uh, but then you'll have these uh, these other games as well that you just pick up and play because. And so there's got to be a lot of juggling there as far as uh, like do people 
way your your gameplay experience on the sponsored stuff differently than the non-sponsored stuff? That's a good question. Um, I mean, how it affects their opinions. Uh, I, I mean, you should always, no matter what you're doing, whether some, you're watching someone that says this or not, if you should take their experience with a grain of salt. Mm -hmm. Maybe that's not always going to be the same for you. Maybe you're not going to enjoy it, and that's okay. Um, but whether they say that they're openly promoting a product or whether they don't say that. Even uh, though, uh, according to FCC rules, mm -hmm. <laughs> well, I don't know, I mean, the FCC is changing an awful lot, but as far as I know, there's still rules. You do have to say. Absolutely. If you, yeah. if you have some sort of, like, monetary investment mm -hmm. in like the in the like the if you are paid or if it's mm -hmm. if it's an integration like that, mm -hmm. you do have to say that it is. And we are not always not everyone does very clear. About but it. you're supposed yeah. to. Yeah. We're we're always very clear about hey, this is a sponsored video. You say and honestly, the funny thing is, uh, even if I, and maybe it's because of those regulations or whatnot, but whenever we have a sponsored deal, the one of the major things is say that it's a sponsored in their copy when they send you something and said this is the points we would like you to highlight. Uh, it's like, say at the beginning, that thanks to this person sponsored. Uh, and usually what they'll give us whenever we have a thing like that is they'll have like, these are some high points, like, hey, these are the features of the game that we'd really like to highlight. And I'm, I mean, if you've ever watched the Achievement Hunter video, we're kind of shit at making it not obvious, where it's like, okay, and now the feature of the game that we are supposed to tell you about. Wow, look at the amazing immersive gameplay. All right, back to playing the game now. So, I mean, we're we're pretty transparent with the fact that we're it, largely because we're really shit at pretending not to be. But I think that's like what, from what I can tell, what audiences want. They yeah. want that like kind of over pushing sense of transparency where it's like, okay, you've said it's an ad, but now prove it to me. Like, prove it that you are selling the points. Right. And show like show me that this isn't your normal content. Like, this isn't your normal what you'd normally do in a game. Just so we know for a fact that it's not. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but I think that still gets the mindset out there, though, yeah. that someone. Well, I mean, the what's what I think that so the idea that we can do that, that we have occasional times where we're paid to do something like a video, puts it in people's minds, though, that, well, what if they're just not telling me? Like, what what if I'm watching them? What if they're I didn't like that game and they had fun, so were they just paid to do that? Yeah. Mind you, like there is. Uh, it, it is, I think, good to be have some healthy skepticism about the uh, you know the content that you're watching uh, and who might have been involved, like because there are there are unethical content creators who don't disclose when they're paid to have an opinion, or if they're not directly paid, say they're worried about getting blacklisted. Say uh, you know the take like a there's a big and this is purely hypothetical, this is not based on uh, anything specific, but like, say there's a big Call of Duty YouTuber, uh, and they get the game early, and they get all this access, and they get to go to the studio, and they get to do, they get to create all this content early, and they have an in. And because they have that in, they can create content that then people, their audience in particular, will really extra consume because it is exclusive, it's unique, they can't get it somewhere else. Mm -hmm. But if they were to, say, criticize the game, say this is shit, this is really the worst, and then Activision says, well, I mean, we don't really see the point in having you do stuff anymore, so, like, that's it. And that's not even necessarily, like, a blacklist, that's more of a gray list, mm -hmm. uh, because I'm not saying you can't 
have the game or anything like that necessarily. They're not playing it as critics either. So mm. blacklisting is a little bit maybe of a, of a different proposition. They're playing it as entertainers. Mm -hmm. uh -huh. But there is some incentive there uh, for them to say nice things and have a good time in order to continue getting that direct access to the studio. It's the old burn bridges paradox. Yeah, well, and I think uh, because, like, you know, like YouTube and Twitch, like these are sort of new mediums with new people coming in, a lot of young people coming in who are just grateful to be here. Like, I'm just, you know what? I'm just happy to be here. <laughs> uh, who are having a good time, and they're, they're happy to talk about the stuff that they like, you know, in order you to, say that, but to keep that. I feel like we're getting into a new realm here with YouTube where... Uh, it started with a lot of people that were just like, oh my God, I can't believe that I'm doing this and, and getting away with it. But now people have seen that you can do that and we're getting into like a second round where people are expecting that that's something that you can do, yeah. which is really, really dangerous. Well, it's like, I've, I've heard stories of like, maybe like celebrities coming through, uh, celebrities coming through and going, oh, well, I could just stream. Like I could kind of get rid of the middlemen and all these other things. I have a, a base audience already I could just like tell my Twitter followers, I have millions, just follow, come, come watch me stream. And I mean, we were talking about a couple weeks ago, the, um, the Snoop Dogg, Snoop Dogg mm -hmm. where he got busted for not actually playing the game. I mean, he, <laughs> look, he wasn't exactly, like he wasn't exactly making it, being like, oh, oh, oh you, know, between, uh, you know, between smoking. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you know, so he, like, he wasn't masking it all that severely, but it was a stream in which exclusive gameplay was debuted mm -hmm. Via him, and it was implied. Yeah. Just like it's just because on Twitch you sort of expect that people are playing the game, and so uh, and then that wasn't the case. And so I'm pretty sure he was saying that this is this is an ad, like in that he was saying that this is. But even then, people still kind of felt lied to. So I think I, they felt lied to because they thought. Yeah. They got. They thought he was supposed to be playing, and then he wasn't. Yeah, and so I can see that kind of progressing further to where it's just a general distrust of. Okay, well, you're saying you're doing all this stuff with genuine interests, and people just want to. I mean, I know most YouTube watchers, Twitch watchers, want to feel connected mm -hmm. personally to whoever they're watching. And so the second there's kind of a wall in between that of, well, you're doing something that like I can't do, or that is not really something that I see in my day to day life when playing games. That kind of plants a seed of distrust. Not to, not to like. Expound it into tinfoil hat category. No, bring yeah, it to yeah, tinfoil yeah. hats. Um, I really, honestly, the the climate of the country right now is that every news media outlet is lying to you one way or another, mm -hmm. and I think that largely is spilling over into you know every form of reporting, including gaming. But although like, I would also say that to some degree. Gaming preceded a lot of that. I feel like you think that, so. You think gaming was the toe in the door to lying? Okay, news? look. <laughs> yes, it turns out this is what has caused the political where is, politicians were like, "This is how we do it." Where Actually, is my I was where is my tinfoil hat? Say that. Uh, uh, no, but <laughs> they I already think, blame us for every gun violence. But you can draw, uh, you know, a lot of like very interesting parallels. A lot of people are claiming that like Gamergate was sort of like a foreshadowing of the alt right movement, mm -hmm. and you can, you know, there are plenty of uh, non-parallels there, but that it was uh, very much a, a polarization of the gaming community mm -hmm. and you had to fall into one of two extreme camps. Mm -hmm. And anyone who was in the middle 
was essentially the enemy of both sides. Yeah. Uh, and so you got this this interesting like polarization and uh, you know on the 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 gamer gate side you had a lot of people uh, not trusting uh, you know journalists and media and reviews uh, and that was like the the ultimate skepticism that um, every review was bought and paid for. Well, and uh, I mean that you're right. That mirrors exactly kind of what we've got. It, it's all news these days has come down to we have to be the catchiest extremist edge of something mm -hmm. so that people are interested. It's mm -hmm. got to, that's, Click it's like, eight. how do you make 24 hour news interesting? Well, mm -hmm. it's got to be like drama. Got to have some shit going down. We can't just be like, yeah. well, today uh, people showed up to their jobs, they voted on things, and maybe they actually had a meaningful discussion. No, it's yeah. like, shit went down. <laughs> you see motherfucking Ted Cruz? He didn't ever. vote. Yeah. Like, all right. Yeah, it all has to be like very exciting, very salacious, very extreme. And you know, this is just, it, you know, with the with the noise floor of the internet, that's just becoming mm -hmm. like, and it, it it sucks. But it's the cost of doing business for a lot of outlets. I mean, if you look at like even uh, the way we report about like video games and stuff, we have to figure out like, okay, what's we want to we want to cover it. We want to talk about like all the the context and like the the background and the details. We like want to have this um, this really in depth analysis about it. But first, you have to get someone to care enough mm -hmm. to get in the door to learn about it. And you know, and that's where like exciting headlines and caps come in. And uh, you know, we we hated it when we started doing it, but views tripled on videos, and it didn't change. Like we, you know, we still felt like within the content, it was we're trying to do um, as much of the background and the discussion as we can. Uh, so, you know, we do that justice, but you still have to get people in the door. I mean, and what it? Oh, sorry. And then what we found is like we would look at um, the like watch time on you know on like the average watch time on videos. Uh, didn't change. Like it didn't drop. So once people got in, they were staying and learning more. Mm -hmm. But they just, the noise floor is so high that unless it jumped out and was like, you need to know this, mm -hmm. uh, then they're probably going to click on like the fluorescent video of someone's face going, ah, yeah. just because they're like, oh, that looks, you know, that I should, so that is like, like candy. It's, it's crazy that half, half the battle in a YouTube video is the thumbnail. Is clicking on it. Like, you just got to get them to click on it. I mean, what it feels like as a content creator, and this is, I'm sure, you, know, you look at any news outlet and you'll, you'll see the exact same thing, is that um, simply pre presenting facts is no longer good enough. Yeah. So not only do you have to have the facts, you then have to have an opinion about it, and it's got to be a strong opinion. But it had better, if it's, but if you disagree. That's not necessary. You don't think so? No, no, no. You have to have a strong opinion with it, about it, you know, whatever it is, and you have to present it aggressively as if it is also a fact. Yeah. Uh. And then people will either be like, yes, I agree with that strong opinion, which is might as well be fact. And then that also gives the people who disagree to the opportunity to go, no, you're stupid for having that strong opinion that might as well be fact because this is the opinion that's fact. Yeah, like people, it becomes just a, like who can shout the loudest the longest and that's what makes the way things are. If you watch, try and watch a news show that's just fact. Try and find any new show that's just fact. It's, and, it, and to be fair, it's dry. 
it's pretty boring if someone just you know rattles off a list of what it's like watching mm -hmm. the weather report. Even the meteorologists these days are like, they gotta be oh, excited. here comes the storm. I have a bow tie. Yeah. Yeah. It's a cyclone bomb, which we just made up because it's never existed. Sounds like a good word, though. It got me invested. I, was like, <laughs> I, I read it and I was like, are, are they just like making, they're just making shit up now, right? So let me ask you this, though. Okay. How do you fix this? So I think a couple things, it's going to be difficult. Mm -hmm. It's, on the one hand, healthy skepticism is important. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that it is important to realize that you don't always have the full story on uh, how and why content is made. Um, and so it's it's good to have that in the back of your mind. But uh, I think that aggressively accusing everyone of having some agenda to sell you is uh, an overreaction. I think that a more measured uh, response is kind of is the way to go here. I don't think that, like, every review, not bought and paid for, the mileage journalists or critics could get out of someone tried to blackmail us into, uh, you know, they were going to blacklist us or they tried to blackmail us or extort us into this positive review. They can get so much more mileage out of that way than just giving something a better score. Um, you know, so they're, like, because then what are they going to do if you suddenly they're, uh, the next game comes along and and the publisher goes, we don't really want to work with you. The, the outlet then gets to go, they don't want to work with us. You know why? Because we didn't... Yes, We're the and, honest ones. And you're going to get like that, it's just going to like, it's going to go on and on and on. So uh, it happens less than you think. Mm -hmm. It does happen. Uh, but oddly enough, I think that uh, it's important to consider not only... Uh, not only reviews and things like that, but um, that there are some there there are some entertainers out there who are also well, a little bit of a gray area. They're not necessarily disclosing it, um, and it's troublesome because so many people have uh, started going to uh, specific like entertainment creators for that like authentic voice and authentic opinion, uh, and assume that that is. You know, like like that is just the the way it is now. But that also needs the healthy skepticism. Mm -hmm. So, a little bit of healthy skepticism for everyone. Maybe not witch hunt for just people that you disagree with. Oh, and that's, it's important to note that don't ever go to one place to make an opinion about something. Yeah. If you do that, you've completely given up any kind of intellectual involvement in the situation. That's, mm -hmm. it's why so many things right now are falling apart. I can't say that enough, please. Don't let I am a this decide something for you without looking at any of the issues. Don't let it's one person talk to you and that'd be like, that's all I needed to hear. Go look it up. And also specifically seek out opposing, yes. uh, like opposing thoughts and opposing ideas because you'll probably be able to, uh, to find uh, between the two mm -hmm. uh, where you actually feel about it. The yeah. person that hates the thing that you like is right about some things. Yeah. Don't don't live in a bubble. That's I think that's the biggest problem we have right now is everybody is in their own bubble and uh, their their own space where it's just an echo chamber of their own ideas. Um, stupid internet letting people I do that. It's stupid but it's also amazing that like we can now go somewhere and talk to people about something we're extremely passionate about. Because um, I mean I do remember a time when it was like, oh no, I liked Pokemon. I'm the only one at school who likes Pokemon. 
I'm just gonna go stand in that corner and play Pokemon. Like, yeah. how do you identify other ones? Yeah, and then now you have Reddit, where it's like you can find millions of other fans of the same thing that your fans have. Not, and Reddit isn't the only place. Um, Discord. You have to yeah. use merch to identify other friends of the yeah. same thing. Um, but that's also brought about those echo chambers. I don't know how we fix that. I don't know how like you tell people don't just go listen to because I mean it feels good. It feels good to be feel justified. Like I hated this game. This other person hated this game. Yeah. Like that's an official voice. Yeah, I think the real trouble is when you get like that, like people who want to be justified about hating stuff. Yeah. Um, because you, you know, yeah, there. I think there is trouble with people who'll be like, uh, you know, uh, how how dare you criticize the thing I like? Mm -hmm. And that's a problem. Nothing is perfect, and that's why I think where a lot of you get like the the console. The people with consoles who get very upset with each other or with people who bought the other console uh, because they like their console and they are happy with it and they enjoy it and they want it to be beautiful and perfect and unfortunately in, sometimes interpret criticism mm -hmm. as an attack on this thing that they like uh, I, for not being perfect. Attack on what they like and attack on their decision. It's like yes. you, had a, you had the choice to buy another console or go for the PC and... I think it's all about ecosystem. It's whatever you've set yourself up to enjoy the best. But if even when you say that, it's like, oh, well, you're just saying that I, I, I picked wrong. I picked the wrong, I didn't get the PC, I got the Xbox, yada, yada. And um, they don't want, like, A, people want to feel like they made the right choice and tell other people they made the wrong choice to kind of bolster their own maybe insecurities about that. <laughs> like, it's, I spent a lot of money on this. This better be worth it. So I'm going to tell everybody else it's not worth it to get the lesser thing. Yeah, well, and then, um, yeah, no, I agree with you there. And there's a difference as well between preference and bias. Yes. I think. But if you say, uh, uh, you know, I really enjoy my weird Japanese stuff, mm -hmm. um, I, I, I tend to buy PlayStation as a result of that because yeah. that's where I can get a lot of those games that I like. I uh, really prefer the online a gameplay ecosystem of Xbox Live, so that's what I get. Like, everyone's got preferences, and there are reasons for those. Uh, but that's different from necessarily bias. Liking Xbox Live doesn't mean that you're biased against PlayStation or against Nintendo. It just means that you have a personal preference for that ecosystem. But, I mean, at the same time, I mean, heck, I do it all the time in terms of, like, mocking Nintendo. Oh, I know you do. It's just for fun, though. Like, I, it's because I know that people will get riled up about it. I really don't care. Like, the platforms are all fine. I, I just like to tease people that get upset about it. At a certain point, I also do feel like... You like to tease us. Well, and there's a difference as well if you're, like, riling up friends bear, that you yeah. know well. Well, it's a, and then the internet's kind of like yeah. my friend, and I'm poking you. Yeah, it's it's all in jest. And I, at a certain point, I do think it's a vocal minority. Mm. It's a lot of people who are like, since they're so passionate about something, they're going to be, squeaky wheel gets the grease. You're going to hear them more than you're going to hear the people who are like, I agree with you. <laughs> like, I don't I don't ever write... Because they'll just go, hmm, yeah. and go about that. <laughs> I don't ever write comments that are like, you know what, you're right. I actually don't write any comments, yeah. but... I agree with you, good sir. Yeah. This discussion is now closed. Yeah. Uh, as I'm sitting here, though, I mean, it's uh, less the bias, but just the you know, strong opinions and how people will will band. And I mean, it's it's not like it's a new issue. Like uh, nationalism, religion. I mean, these things have have caused the same sort of of conflicts throughout human history. You mean we're not going to solve the entire issue on this specific episode of Glitch, please? What if we did, though? <laughs> it's a it's a it's a defense mechanism. It's you want to be part of a pack. I mean, that's like um, why, bully, why bullying exists. It's not as much like you want to bring somebody else down. It's you want to put yourself over them in the camp with other people. You want to identify the who, the, who the odd man out is 
and you like you put a platform here that okay, I've now assigned everybody to this group. I'm part of that group, and we've now identified who's not part of that group. So it, it, you're, you're identifying who the runt of the litter or who the, the it's always the cool kids yeah. versus the nerds. Even when it's about nerds, you're like, Man. oh. I'm. When I was in high school, there were like it was um, it was like a, a I'd say like upper middle class, like almost 100% white. Mormon high school. <laughs> Mormon high school, okay. Yeah, not like officially Mormon, but just right. everyone was. And uh, there Mormon. were so few of us like black sheep that you know you normally get your the clicks. You're like, here's the cowboys over here, and here's mm -hmm. your jocks over here, here's your cheerleaders, and here's like, and then you'll be like, here's the hippies, and here's like, we had to have the goths, the skaters, um, some of the drama nerds, the non-religious ones. Um, did I say the hippies already? No. The the hippies like they all had to like make one click <laughs> because there, there there weren't enough had, of like, any one, of one group. Yeah, you'd, you'd have like you were a bar two. bipartisan high school. It was like yeah, it was like it, then we would just like go and sit in like our little area and be like. Well, I'll give them this. The the Mormon click was at least very probably very polite. They were. They were very nice. They just spent a lot of time being like, I think you should read this book. You'd learn a lot from it. Mm -hmm. I was like, I read the comic version. I'm cool. <laughs> they, they, they did make a comic book version of the Book of Mormon. And that's the only way anyone could get me to read it. Oh, that must be so much friendlier than the Mennonite comic books. Those are scary. I uh, have not tried those. Oof, I'll pick them up at my next There's a lovely religious little comic convention. Rural, uh, yeah. uh, Restaurant in in Georgia that we used to stop at sometimes and they are just the nicest people and they make really good like down-home food Then on your way out. There's a little rack next to the door. That's all these comic books that uh, Little little happy-looking characters on the front, but the titles are like why you're going to burn. Oh They're very serious Juxtap about saving you. They, yeah. they want to they want they're jumping right to the a material for why you should sign up Cool. That's all well, I'm I mean, you know, honestly, I prefer being hot to being cold. Like that's my weather preference, so I'm good. <laughs> I'm good. Let's burn. Yeah. Yeah. Let's all burn together. <laughs> yeah. uh, and on the flip side, I think the other thing, mm -hmm. uh, the other thing that people can do to be part of the solution, I'm not going to solve it, but be part of the solution is the motto. This is one of my favorite mottos of all time. Whatever floats your boat. Yeah. Yeah. Live and let live. Yeah. You're not a Nintendo guy. That's fine. Mm -hmm. And I mean, I like Nintendo. I they're 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 not perfect. They're like the you know when we talk about things, yeah. we'll be like, oh, their voice, you know, And this is like you'll be like, oh, their voice chat solution not great. And someone will go, how dare you? Bias. It's not great. <laughs> it's it's you know I, I I feel like I'm I'd be hypocritical to say that I can fix the, the, the solutions to this that don't involve stopping doing things that I do. <laughs> uh, I mean. There's a lot of people out there that just like to do the same thing, where they're like, I'm just going to poke the bear for fun. Okay. Um, and not because they have actual malice, but unfortunately, when you're doing that on the internet in a line of text, it's like, I, this, is, this person wants to kill me. It, yeah, this person isn't, is so, isn't yeah. Known. We need, again, it all goes back to that thing I've always said. We need a better system of delivering, like, like emotional content. And emojis. Yeah. They are added, you know, they just added, like, a hundred and something new emoji. Uh, maybe that's the maybe th start. maybe that's the solution. You have to start every because we just with need an emoji. more. Yeah, uh, mood emoji. So, yeah, yeah. oh my God, Mass Effect knew the solution. You know those uh, those big elephant-like uh, aliens, yeah. and they like uh, they're oh, totally oh. monitored, <laughs> yeah. but they will let you know their mood or their intent with every sentence. Well, we got we got the start of that with with on Reddit the slash s. 
Yeah, a little bit. Just uh, this one's sarcastic. But, but they, they, you know, but they put it after. So we need to move it before, and we need to do that for every possible emotion and intent. Yeah. Yeah, I like it. Yeah, cool. All right. Run with that for a bit. You guys, I think we fixed the bias problem. We fixed the internet. Oh, or we could just get like one of those neurochips that put it in your head, and then just we put a light on your, on your <laughs> like forehead, so it's like. Uh, I'm because so, we, like we gotta we gotta fix news reporters too because they're they're saying it's like shit. a mood ring. Yeah, hey, you need oi, like a forehead. Oi, oi. Look, look, like I'm talking about all news reporters. Like you know, it's, anytime they can see you on camera, that you need to have like the mood thing on your forehead. To be like this is like this part is um, this is factricidal. This is mm -hmm. there you this go. This is speculation and personal bits. I want I just want it playful, you know, or it's when it's like pretty dystopian, really quick. <laughs> no, and then we'll all go yeah. to carousel. Yeah. We're we're designing the next episode of Black Mirror. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. No, it is it is a thing though, and it's something that we with newsy stuff we try and keep in mind because we do have like here's the recital, like here's the facts, but like here's this and here's this and here's this. And we do throw in like, you know, Personally, I like this thing, you know, this, I'm very curious to see what happens here, but I think we can always do a better job of of separating out, like, here's the recital of facts, here's, um, here's, like, speculation and, and, like, personal thought. Yeah. If only there was a way to create an, a new, 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 a news Nuge. agency that is not dependent on money. It's really difficult. It's really still difficult. still got to pay their families. You know, I mean, we the way we uh, do it, at least for the no, we have, uh, one, almost no insight into sponsored content that's happening elsewhere in Rooster Teeth. Mm -hmm. uh, so, like, I have no idea what you guys are or are not doing uh, that's sponsored at Achievement Hunter or anything mm -hmm. else, um, or, like, in live action, whatever, just no clue. Um, I We intentionally stay out of the loop there. Uh, and then also uh, for, you know, we can't obviously control... Um, you know, revenue for the rest of the company, but we're also not judged on the revenue of the rest of the company. We're judged on our own. And so uh, we made a rule not to take any endemic sponsorships. So we won't take any game sponsorships whatsoever. Mm -hmm. uh, and that's the, like, the closest we can get to being like, well, mm -hmm. we're not dependent on the game company's money. And whenever I come over here, I, I completely take off the you take off your Achievement Hunter, Hunter hat? hat? Oh, <laughs> oh, gosh. How the <laughs> Um And, uh, yeah, I mean, whatever I say here, it's it's pretty much, I don't think I've ever held back an opinion because I knew of a deal in Achievement Hunter. It's yeah. always been, I'm just going to tell you what I think. Because this is a different Ryan, world. We will we'll be your safe space. This is a different building. <laughs> That's a whole other It place. is a different building. Yeah. And I pray just take money from everything. Yeah, just just always get paid so we you're always. If I stood up right now, there would be bills spilling yeah, out of my pockets. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so so much money. Yeah. <laughs> so all right, I I think we've solved the problem. I think we've solved the problem. Forehead One, mood rings. Four, forehead mood rings. Two, whatever floats your boat. And three, you uh, need to before any statement, uh, clarify what the intent of that statement is going to be. And do your research, damn it. Yeah. And get out there and look around. Look for opposing opinions. Mm -hmm. And then find your way somewhere. And bathe in Because the worst is you're proven right. Yeah. Like, best case scenario is you uh, you get to learn something new. Worst case is uh, you, you've proven yourself right. Yeah. And at the end of the day, we're talking about entertainment. Just yeah. have fun. Please. Yeah. It's just let people have fun their way. You have fun your way. It's the, We don't need to get mad. Yeah. We don't Bolster all, up. We don't need people. to like the same things. In fact, if yeah, we exactly. did all like the same things, it would be a very boring place yeah. and not probably not an industry that could survive. Yeah. And no boats would be Encourage boring. other people to have a good time. 
Try that for once, you know? Yeah. Like, hey, I, I didn't like it, but hey, you, I'm glad that you're a gamer because that means that uh, more games get made. Exactly. I exactly. love that. I almost love it more than anything is when somebody's like, you don't like this. Here's why I think you should like it. I'm like, oh, you love this so much that you want to tell me why I should love it. Like, It is sometimes really fun selling people on the thing that like you love. Mm -hmm. It's a good time. Yeah. yeah. Selling is do best done nicely, not aggressively. Yeah. If you come at somebody and be like, you fucking idiot, you should like this, then they're, they're just going to say, hell with you, out of spite. Yeah. They may, you may turn them against that thing forever just because you were an asshole. Yeah, so More don't, than don't you be will. an asshole. Yes. But um, on the note of um, it being uh, fantastic to share gaming with others and how great it is and like all the different types of games and all the people who like games and how amazing it makes it, uh, I want to talk about how gaming affects relationships between people like friends and family and stuff. So let's talk about that. Oh, Yay! That was someone that did uh, actually a Robotech uh, mecha from in... Uh, uh, what was that, Kerbal Space Program? Yeah, so cool. Oh. Um, so uh, I've got uh, I've got a Bernie and I've got uh, two stepkids. Mm -hmm. You have a lovely wife and you have um, some smaller kids. Two, two kids. What, yeah. what, what ages are your kids? Uh, they grow up so fast that every time you give me an update, I'm like, oh my God, it's been, like, they're how old? They're adults. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, they're six and four. That's crazy. I yeah. mean, they're so young. They're tiny, but not as tiny as they once were. I remember when one was born. I was, I, I, yeah, I started the company with the, or I started working at the company when the first one was born, basically, and then the second one was a couple of years later. Wow. And then, how many kids do you have, and how many wives? Um, <laughs> well, thirty kids now. Uh, <laughs> I'm single with no kids. So, but I have. A family. I have a, a brother and <laughs> what? a sister. You, That's you not how any of that works. From nowhere. Okay, yes. good. Um, you know, You're not a pod person. No. So we, we all play video games. <laughs> we have all played video games for a long time. Cole, when did you start playing video games? Um, as early as I can remember. My dad had a Super NES. So it's like a family introduction. Yes, though he quickly flipped the switch and was like, "Games are the devil. Like, you oh. bad grades are games' fault." Uh. Ah. And, uh, we still just played him, but <laughs> no, it was like, yeah, he he had a uh, Super NES with like yeah. Super Mario World, and or even I remember like sitting on his lap, and this is I don't know what this is what this says about me, but um, one of the We're first games I remember playing is Duke Nukem. Like wow, I just sit on his lap uh, and play Duke okay. Nukem. Okay. Um, Solid so. start. Yeah. Solid start. When did you start? Uh, when video games started, basically. <laughs> um, yeah. No. I don't think that's a thing. Uh, I remember, well, no, to be fair, video games started yeah, a little before that, if you want to go to, like, Pong and, like, some of the really hardcore arcades. But if you're talking about home systems, I mean, I had an Atari 2600, had a, a friend of mine had a Commodore 64, had the Trash 80 I talked about before. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, I remember <laughs> remember gaming back to when you had to make the half the game yourself. Do you know what a Trash 80 is? No. Cool. I do not. It's a TRS-80, which was a, basically it looked like a big fat keyboard okay. that you plugged into your TV, and it had a slot for cartridges. It had only RAM, no solid state memory. <laughs> uh, so you had to plug the cartridge in, and that didn't have enough space, I guess, to actually have the entirety of whatever it is you wanted. So it came with a booklet that you would have to then program the TRS-80 to do whatever the cartridge could do. That's... This is it. It's this is uh, it. That's a lot. And then yes, you could have a. T an op we didn't have the tape deck, and the, this is just a TV. So like the tape deck, do you have to press play at the right time, and it would. I don't even know. I think that was how it maybe this is an optional like 
ability to maybe have some form of solid state recording, yeah. but we didn't have that. We just had this thing. Jesus. Yeah. And so it was it, come a long way. This was more graphic than I ever saw. Now you got all your Ks. Yeah. And yeah. your HDRs. Oh, big applause for the TRS-80, everybody. Yeah. Behold yeah. the future yeah. of gaming. The Trash 80. Uh, yeah, so like you, you started quite young. Did you mm -hmm. play games with your family when you were younger? Uh, sort of. Like, uh, Dad and I played on that, and then after that, uh, it took kind of a while before I had family members to play with. Like, I had video games, so I didn't really play together. Mm -hmm. Wow. The company really likes that you they were do. lonely. Now I was a very solitary, very solitary kid. Yeah. Yes. I, I started playing video games. At least the first thing that I can like remember, like identifying uh, as playing video games, was um, it's NES. Mm -hmm. My uh, my mom and dad got uh, me, my brother, and my sister uh, the NES uh, that had uh, it was like a like a bundle. It came with the the power pad, uh -huh. and it came with the zapper. And it came with one cartridge that had Super Mario Brothers, Duck Hunt, and World Track Meet yeah. on it. Mm -hmm. uh, and you know, it's the easy leap from like, oh, this is really fun, to like the the time, the now time honored tradition of figuring out how to screw your brother and sister out of additional turns <laughs> so that you get all the turns. Uh -huh. And as the oldest, I was very good at it. <laughs> um, you know, and so that's how I started. I started playing with family, and then we would go to, you know would go to a cousin's house and play video games with them. Uh, I didn't really play with my parents at all, ever. And I didn't really play anything solo until I got into PC stuff with Myst. Or I mean, you know, maybe like Oregon Trail and stuff, but even that was probably like playing next to someone else in the computer lab, yeah. being like, ha, 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 dysentery. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's worth noting that at the time, co-op was a very different thing in most yeah. cases. Very rarely on the home systems early on did you have things that you could literally both play at the same time. It was like, my turn, your turn. Yeah, a lot of like player one, player two. Uh -huh. You know, yeah. there were there were the occasional things that you could be Supposedly going you could head, control the duck in Duck Hunt. You know what? I yeah, I hear that. We no, never no, no. tried it. I and tried it. <laughs> not, yeah. I'm not convinced that it actually works. I don't know where to find a TV and an entire yeah. setup to test this. CRT. But I kind of want to. I mean, I, I remember I tried it, and I sometimes it felt like it was working, and sometimes it didn't, which makes me wonder if it wasn't just that I convinced myself that it was the random just, movements yeah, were, was, were my decision. You're, you're like, no, no, no. I meant to move it in that direction. Uh -huh. <laughs> Because it wasn't one where you could just like hit left, right, left, right, and then have it do this. It wouldn't do that for sure. No. It would go like uh, and then you'd get another chance uh, later, maybe yeah. if it worked at all. Yeah. Uh, I was pressing right, and it eventually went right. Yes. Yeah. I did. Was it because of me? Or, uh, yeah. We'll see. Do you play games with your family now? Mm -hmm. Yeah, actually. Well, I've uh, I don't let the kids play video games or watch TV during the week. But if they're very good all week uh, and get good reports from school, then. On the weekend, I do let them play some games. Hey, Jeff. What's up, Jeff? Hey. What's up? Uh, bye. <laughs> <laughs> He's lost. Bye, Jeff. Bye. Uh, on the weekend, I'll like we'll play Lego, some of the Lego games together, or um, uh, you know whatever has multiplayer that we can play at the same time. So see now you can go to your dad and be like, "Dick move, Dad. You know what you should have done." Weekends. Weekends like mm -hmm. uses a reward system. Yeah. The carrot, not the stick. Yeah, yeah. It, which it was strange. Like we, because like he, even after he switched, he flipped over. He bought Halo, and we all played together. <laughs> it was like these are evil, but I heard this. But Halo's fun. <laughs> this is pretty bang. Yeah. Um, no, uh, 
it, it's it's been strange because like actually now my mom has kind of adapt, uh, adopted gaming in uh-huh. a, a sense. I guess I would say so. Um, like every time we come home, she's like, "Did you bring Jackbox? We gotta bring <laughs> oh, Jackbox." Oh, she likes Jackbox. Yeah, and so um, and of course like I have a eleven now, almost twelve year old sister, and so she's like knows more about. What's the gap there? Fifteen years. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, she knows more about Minecraft than I will ever know. <laughs> like it's crazy. They have like Minecraft modding summer camps. What? Go and learn how to mod in Minecraft. That's so cool. Yeah. It's like coding camp. Okay. Yeah. Exactly. Like uh, sh- it's a good sh- platform to learn like Java <laughs> on. I went to like. I don't know, like physics camp. <laughs> it was like a stupid summer camp that was held in my high school. Mm-hmm. But I was in junior high, so it was really cool. You had to go up to the high school. Exactly. Yeah. And I was like, this is like, Future. yeah. But uh, no, me and my brother have also, actually, my brother, me and my brother and my sister have all stayed in touch because he, for a while, moved to Arkansas. My sister's still up in Dallas. I'm down here. And we'd have uh, Minecraft dates where we all get together <laughs> at the same time. It's like, okay, we're going to go build over here, uh-huh. hang out, and... Just be on voice chat and get to hear from them. Um, but yeah, every time I come home, my mom is stepdad, and like even my aunts in town, she'll be like, "All right, we gotta, we gotta get Jackbox. We gotta play Trivia Murder. Tri- she loves Trivia Murder Party." Well, it's cool because you can like if you've got a bunch of family over like that, mm-hmm. you can have your what six people playing, but audience. you can have yeah the audience, and they can all so everyone can be involved. Mm-hmm. You know, and if you got what you get one of those big family get-togethers. Uh, it's like you can get everyone around the TV like doing the same thing and getting really involved like oh, yeah. that's great Yeah, we had a uh, Thanksgiving at my house this year and um, When we got there like my mom was kind of like setting everybody up She's like okay, you sit over here. You'll be like we got to get Jackbox going <laughs> Directing, <laughs> like, Here we go. All right. I cannot, Everything's happening. overstate how obsessed with Jackbox she is wow. but I think it's fun just because it's like her bonding with us like, uh-huh. Well, and Jackbox is like so accessible yeah. as well. And you know, there's a chance that there will be people uh, who don't necessarily classify that as like traditional gaming, but I disagree. Yeah. No, I mean, I think it's what? like the like those party games are a lot of fun. That's almost more traditional gaming because that goes back to like old time, old time, like board games. Old timey. Yeah, I mean, oh, do you remember when there were board games? Remember our games were all on actual physical media. Uh, uh, where is Adam? <laughs> I mean, it's, my family used to play Trivial Pursuit, oh, yeah. uh, which is essentially, I mean, just another trivia game. It just now it's on the computer. Yeah. Did you ever like cheat and try and memorize all the answers? No, I also never won. So uh, <laughs> I, I just remember I used to have fun just reading the cards. Uh-huh. That would be the thing I would do. Just like, hmm. I would Sword sit there. Those facts away. No, they completely. It was like a C, like in in one ear, out the yeah. other. Uh, but I still read them, and it's, I found them. Into, I'd go. Somewhere in your brain that might exist. Yeah, you'll be you'll be sitting there one day and mm-hmm. trivia mer- or trivia pursuit will show up and you're like, I remember it all. Nineteen ninety eight. Trivia pursuit. I remember everything. <laughs> I know kung fu. Uh, yeah, I don't play. I don't play and never really have played basically since like the like those NES days played with family, but. Uh, I've made a lot of friends via video games, mm-hmm. uh, at, like via online games. Yeah. And uh, I, when uh, I was living in San Francisco, I was still working for IGN, and Bernie was uh, here in Austin working for some company called Rooster Teeth. Uh, we that was our our date game was Borderlands Two. Uh huh. That was how uh, we would go do stuff yeah. together <laughs> when we were. You know, a thousand miles apart. Yeah, and it was a lot of fun. Like it was easy to just like get in and and do that. And it's how I uh, like I kept up 
uh, playing video games with friends from Australia for a while. The time zones ended up making that very, very difficult. Mm -hmm. But uh, there are so many friendships that I've either developed entirely through video games. Like MMOs for me were a, were a really big thing. They gave me a social life. They gave me an online virtual social life that uh, that I'd never had before. And I felt like I finally, like I'd found my people. Because in school I was, you know, I, like I said, I had to, I sat with the conglomerate of all kinds of people the who feel like pot. misfits. Yeah. Uh, yeah, the melting pot of misfits. Yeah. And uh, I would try and make friends. I wasn't very good at it. I'm still not that great at it. But I would sit there in the computer lab, like in my Java class that I was upset because I took it and I was like, I'm going to learn JavaScript. Mm. Well, I can't find one, but this one's Java. That's it, right? Mm-hmm. It's not. Uh, <laughs> so I ended up just spacing out of that class and mostly I installed, I saw the like the the guys next to me in the class, they were all playing StarCraft. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I don't have StarCraft. I do have Homeworld. <laughs> and so I, inst- I was like, that's a space game. They'll be impressed and be my friend. And so I installed that. They didn't remotely care. Um, you know, so, but then I, I found, you know, when I was playing stuff like EverQuest, mm-hmm. uh, and that, like, I developed these these friendships, and I like I'd get home from school every day and play with my friends. Some of them turned out to like not be as good of friends as I'd hoped. Uh, some of them I like I developed my first online crushes in EverQuest. Aww. I was like, he's a level fifty dark elf, uh, Ooh, dark elf necromancer, yeah. and uh, yeah, like he's big deal. You know, if you die, he'll always bring you back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's actually really terrifying to think about. But oh. um, you know, but it was where. Um, it's where a lot of my social skills started to develop because they'd been so, so very neglected in school. A little school. atrophied. <laughs> yeah, because I was, you know, busy reading my dragon books and my horse books and, and playing my video games that I didn't... Not the cool ones, though. Not the cool ones, yeah. no, clearly. Uh, that I didn't really learn how to interact with people. And it was, oddly enough, like video games and then joining fragdolls <laughs> that taught me how to interact with people. Yeah. That, because, um, you know, I, I was a very late bloomer in that regard, but it's like video games. I wonder what I would have been like if I had just stayed like offline mm-hmm. by myself forever. Could you nowadays? I mean, I, it's, it's yeah. impossible to hide from the internet. I, I would, I'd always like to think that you'd find something else you're passionate about. Mm-hmm. Like that, I mean, it's good that it's the video games, but it's the, the passion inside of the person who is like, they're going to get it out one way or another, especially now where you don't have to work 12 hours a day to live, and you have free time to have passions. Whoa, 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 whoa. Well, uh, sorry, we do work have, 12 hours a day. Have it's you just, got, like, avocado toast money, or <laughs> I guess, what? Uh, well, I guess we're fortunate enough to where our passion is our job. All right, Mr. Moneybag's over here. Yeah, whoa, whoa, whoa. I told you I'm getting all that payoff yeah, from every true, game company. True, <laughs> we're staying, as soon as we stand up, all the advertising money falls. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it means we have the Mm-hmm. We Access. as a culture largely yeah. have more free time than ever, yes. And, uh, Though sadly a lot of it is because there's many people that don't, for some reason despite unemployment being very low, don't have jobs. There's just a lot of people. There is a lot of people, yeah. There's a lot of people. And nobody ever uh, retires anymore, so. Oh, it's I, for the birds. Yeah, well, it's because like, you're not going to get your health insurance if you retire. Yeah. You it's a very political you're gonna, podcast. You're not going to keep up that mortgage. It goes both ways sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> But uh, have you tr- ever like gotten people into gaming specifically so that then, like like family or friends that mm. you like nurtured into gaming so that you could interact with them that way? 
I mean, I definitely, you know, showed, introduced Eli to it uh, deliberately as something in the future where we could play more more stuff together. Um, aside from him, not really. I mean, that was a big way that I made a lot of friends in college, though, was the group of guys that I used to play Halo with was kind of the core of my social group. Mm. Yeah, I'm actually uh, really happy the way that um, the that Bernie and JD and Teddy and I play games together. We have um, we have like a like a like battle station uh, where we have one room and we all have like our four things. And so um, it's amazing that you know I grew up uh, you know with non non gamers. Uh, they still don't play games, so I don't play games with with any of my like grow up family. But my my new family, mm -hmm. everyone plays games, and it's it's really. I didn't like. I had never thought to have that kind of experience, and it's really, really cool. Uh -huh. Just being able to, like, at, you know, we'll like Teddy will one weekend want to play Don't Starve, uh -huh. and so we we hop back in the Don't Starve together yeah. world because I'll I'll play it and research it enough, and I'll like store up supplies mm -hmm. so that Teddy can hop in, and then I'll be like, "Here's some food. Don't get hungry. Here's a little winter coat for you." Uh, and you know, like play that together. Uh -huh. uh, and we're like, we started playing Pokemon Go together again. Mm. And they speak my language, and I speak their language. Yeah. And it's just like it's really neat to like bond on that level, mm -hmm. because um, you know, with the way that my my family grew up, like we we love each other and we bond over other stuff. Yeah. But this is really special to me. Mm -hmm. The, the way like, that like you've said, it's been such a significant together. thing in your life. Like, mm -hmm. gaming allowed you to have the career and have the life and have like everything. And it's weird to think like everything for me. It's like everything I have now. Like, is for is attributed to like Rooster Teeth, gaming, and anime. And it's like if those had never been in my life, I wouldn't be here right now in this capacity. Do you ever wonder like what person you would be? Yeah. Maybe getting a little deep for this podcast, but yeah, I, like just like take one left turn. Had I never uh, asked for mist for Christmas, like what would I be doing now? Oh, I, I do that all the time where it's like if if I had been my normal self and hadn't read this email, uh -huh. but I just happened to be online that day and read this email that then led to an opportunity here. Dude, this is, life takes a lot of weird opportunities to make a left turn. Yeah. A lot. I mean, uh, it's the list of things that could have gone very different in my life is sort of staggering, but I've lived a really weird life. That's the most, that's the best, have, have a fun, long, weird life. I'm, I'm very happy with it, yes. Yeah. yeah, and I'm happy that gaming has continued to be something like throughout my life. Mm -hmm. That it's, you know, it's not something that like I was gonna grow out of. It just like, it stayed with me and I enjoy it so much and it brings so much value to my life and to my interactions with friends and my new family and I don't know. Games are just really awesome. We're on an interesting like trajectory here, where so it, it is a little bit harder for like my parents. Uh, not well, my dad was pretty technically savvy uh, and was a little bit into gaming, but my mom really, it's the old like that's a not computer. Not interested, don't care. Yeah. Uh, well, she's just not very technically savvy, and yeah. Um, so, but the next generation, like me with Eli, like I'm, I'm gonna be into gaming for the rest of my life. So it, that'll be something that we can do together hopefully forever so it does make me wonder what the next thing that we're not going to understand is i like, know what, right going to come along i refuse like, i'm staying on top like, of technology. what are we going to look so, at and say that's a computer i'm riding or, technology all the way down or the just the, like the way people shift interactions like social media yeah. has changed so much of the way people yeah interact. i still don't get chat snapchat 
The the culture of immediacy when it comes to communication bothers me. I don't. I don't, I'm not interested in responding just in 30 seconds to everything. There we like, go. That's mm -hmm. something that I'm bad at and will probably never be great at. Don't want to. Texting. So I'll, I'll get back not to you in a couple Give me a call. Yeah. Let's, let's no, because I won't answer. No, I won't answer that either. <laughs> I'll like, see, I, I'll respond I respond to answer. you when I'm ready because I've got shit going on. I won't answer right. the first time. If you leave yeah. a message, I'll call back. Or Eventually. if you call immediately again, I'm like, okay, this is important. The second also, call is usually No, I also do just want to talk on the phone. I just want to like talk <laughs> well, with people. Then you hang up. Yeah. <laughs> All right, I think we're <laughs> digressing enough that that tells me we're done for the day. Uh, so that's it for this episode of Glitch Please. If you're a Rooster Teeth first member, uh, you can check out our post show, New Game Plus, exclusively on our website uh, at theno.tv, roosterteeth.com. Uh, either one will do. And uh, we will see you for more Glitch Please next week. And uh, my friend uh, Stephanie Bendixson is joining us. So, no, next week, no. Hold on. Last week. This podcast is for next week, so Stephanie Ben Dixon will join us last week, oh. and next week we'll have even some other stuff. Future yeah. past. But we will see you next week, regardless. We'll definitely be yeah. here next week. <laughs> Bye. Mm -hmm.